This week on the reverse stick, it's danger time. We're back to shock, We're back to rock, back to blow your honking hockey mind. I don't know what is going on. Shock jock! Welcome once again, folks, to the reverse stick with the Global Hockey Podcast. I don't know about shock girl, you just shocked the dog. I think she's just no. done a little wee. No, shit. It's okay, Maggie. Good girl. Good girl. Oh, yeah, totally. Poor Maggie, thing. That's Maggie the podcast dog, by the way, having a little wee on the carpet. <laughs> well done, John. Well done, John Lee. Oh, yeah. Well done. <laughs> we, we got through that start. Where are we going? Because we got heaps to And, and, and that's where you say... On. Yeah, that's right, Matt, Matt Allen, oh, my co-host Matt. just over my there. My co-host, Matt Allen. It's a great start to the show, and it's probably going to be indicative of the way it's going to go this evening. Uh, we have a list. We have an I've incredible... Got a list in- <laughs> you had notes when I came in, and I was very impressed with. Um, we've both had really long weeks and early sure. starts and yes. late nights. And uh, so, um, and just, we played some hockey. In just bear, bear with we, us. We played hockey fives. We did play hockey fives. And in fact, um, I played some walking hockey this morning, and I believe uh, a new Guinness World Record, the youngest Ooh. ever walking hockey player, took the field today. The uh, the five year old. Yours. Uh, yes. Um, so we had. We're now going five to eighty five playing hockey, and we, well, that's a, you know that's a lie because we know that we've got. Uh, 90 and 90 plus year olds still playing the game, but just fantastic. She, she wasn't too happy when she first came on the field. One of the guys called over, over to her to, to get the ball and suddenly she froze and said, no, no, I don't want to play. This too could like that to take her off the field for a minute. But she, uh, she took the restart for the, you know, next goal wins, even yeah. though we don't count the goals. She took the restart. There was three passes. We put it in between the cones and scored the goal, and uh, she was elated to have uh, been part of that process, starting out. Can we the get moon this? To, to can we get this authenticated in some sort of way, shape, or form? Uh, so no, we can no, make a little certificate. You'd need, I think, world's you'd... youngest. How about we we call it? Guinness it? Yeah, we we just call it the Western Australian Walking Hockey um, Awards, and she's the first recipient of the youngest player. Good stuff. Okay. Let's see if we can get this globally accredited. Okay. <laughs> you. So, oh. Tell you what, look. Plenty, 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 plenty going on. On the field, and we're not going to get through it all, but we'll certainly try and mention everything that's going on. But we will talk a little bit about the big event of the week, and that would be the Euro Indoor Women's Competition Matt. The finals, um, yes, they're in... Now, I just had to restart my computer, haven't in, I? So I just lost all of those links I had conveniently. But of course, up in, in of Minsk, them. and uh, it was home ground advantage, just as though it was in the uh, the men's competition uh, the, a, a week prior. And, uh, Are we going from the top down or the bottom up? Well, but we've got, let's go to the top. Belarus um, taking out the European Indoor Championship 2020 for women yeah, at home in Minsk. Uh, and it was a, uh, a, a 1-1 draw in the final against the Netherlands, but a 4-3 shootout win uh, to send the home crowd into raptures. I hope you caught it on EuroHockeyTV.org. Uh, I did catch some uh, of the coverage, but bits and pieces. I wasn't able to sit down there and like watch for an extended period of time to catch a couple of games or anything. I'd catch 10 minutes here or... Because it was always there. I could always, if I had that few minutes to spare having a cup of tea, I could just click on it and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Belarus went into the tournament ranked world number three. They took on the Netherlands world ranked number two in the final. Um, now, the Netherlands uh, uh, did well in the awards side of things. The young player of the tournament, uh, Noor de Bart, and the player of the tournament, Donja Zwinkels, both from the excuse me, Netherlands and uh, goalkeeper of the tournament, Barbara Czechakova of the Czech Republic. Does say Czech Republic, not Czechia. Yeah. Or Czechoslovakia. Oh, uh, joint top goal scorers, Adela Lehovkova and uh, of, of the uh, Czech Republic and Marina Nikitsina of Belarus. So great stuff for Belarus. Uh, you know. 
great to see a country like Belarus that you might not necessarily have uh, pigeonholed as a country that plays hockey excelling at, at an elite level in a hockey competition. And let's face it, indoor hockey, outdoor hockey, yes, there are differences, but the, you know, they're essentially the same game. I don't think um, they've got the funds there to necessarily have a dome um, and, a, and a heated indoor stadium. The weather's not going to be particularly clement all year round. It doesn't matter what the turf you've got. So maybe indoor hockey is the best way to, to play the game. Just it's, uh, it's an accessible way to do it, isn't it? I think we should move away from using the terms indoor and outdoor too. I think we should start using terms 11 aside and Are we, are we doing the news here, John, or what? Okay, let's we... get on to more stuff then. Uh, Euro Hockey Indoor 2 Championship. That was also going on. It was a round-robin competition. Everybody got to play everybody else, and following that, it was Russia who finished top of the standings there. Turkey was second, Scotland third, Poland fourth, Lithuania fifth, Croatia sixth, and Wales finishing in seventh position there. Um, so that means Russia go up, uh, and Turkey, I believe. That means that uh, Croatia and Wales will be dipping down in Championship 3. And on to Championship 3, John. Uh, would you like me to go on to Championship 3, Matt? Or are you prepared to go on to it? No, Whose Wi-Fi is working quicker at the moment? <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, no, I'm there, mate. I'm, I'm seriously there. I'm going to beat you there. Watch this. Oh, Championship 3. Oh, no, that's Championship 2. God damn it. And then you have to go back now, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Betley, Ivan, <sighs> Selena. It would be so much easier if I had printed this stuff out and just had it in front of me, man. But just saving the planet, saving bit trees by bit. And stuff. And, no, have you put some money into the uh, Yana Muller Vilans um, tree growing? But stuff. I did a, re- I think I did a re- retweet today. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I haven't got round to making. Uh, they don't make hockey sticks out of wood anymore. If they were making hockey sticks still out of wood, then I'd feel some kind of moral obligation to um, still to, to contribute to to grow the forest. Oh. It's petrochemicals, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Growing trees That's aren't going to make any difference to that. Once again, we're staying right on target here with the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Euro Hockey 3 Indoor Championship for women. Oh, I should have mentioned Indoor Championship 2 took place, well, guess where? Sveti Vanzelina in Croatia. Championship 3 took place in Bratislava in Slovakia. And um, it was Spain that came out on top of that round-robin competition. Congratulations, Andrew Wilson. Yes, well done, Willow. Yes. Willow? Um, yeah, well, we're mates, aren't we? Can we talk him Willow? I think you can just say Wilson with a like Wilson. The, Sp- the, Sp- the Spanish ladies. Wilson? Yeah, but that's like... It sounds better in Spanish, though. Wilson? Didn't... No, I'm, I think of Wilson, I think of... A, well, maybe that's yeah, ball, but so, that's you know. yeah, but no, 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 but maybe that's where the the, the uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, look, I'm an Australian, so any sort of nickname. Yeah, excuse me, and so am I. I've just had enough of this racism. I. It's an inverted <laughs> racism. He's Willie, you know. You're Maddo or Alano, or... just not am I? No. Um, okay, Spain first, Ireland second, Portugal third, Bernardo. Well done. Uh, Slovakia, Denmark, Slovenia, and Finland rounded out Euro three. Uh, the, the Finns are looking for um, international players at the moment. Anybody that's got a Finnish passport that can play hockey, get in touch. It's on oh, score. Okay. Really? Are you on score? Yeah. You really should be. I judged. don't have a Finnish passport though. Check, check out John Lee on score. Do you know? Do a bit of a trace back. You might be. You look a little bit Nordic there tonight. Hey, oh, I've got. Sort of. Hey, hair. horses eat hay, don't be rude. Ah, boom, boom. World class comedy here on the reverse stick. Can I say it again? What else it's is like going on? Uh, test class. matches. Uh, Chile oh, and Argentina. Wait a second, before we move on. 2 4 1 win. Congratulations to all the teams at the Euro indoors. Um, great efforts. It was very entertaining hockey. Um, and thank you to yeah, thank you to Euro uh, Hockey um, and yep. uh, the fine broadcast on EuroHockeyTV.org and some of the great work they from Nick Irving goals, there. Don't they in the old uh, Euro in the indoors? They know how to ping them in. You oh, talk, it's all about scoring goals. You talk great, about it as if uh, you've never watched a game, John. Hey, no, I've I've, I've played 
indoor. You know, know you yeah, know, know I played indoor. And so do our listeners. They, the only they reason heard, I know last, I'm crap at it week. is because I played it and discovered how crap I was at it. It's a very good. It's an excellent form of the game. Anyway, next test matches. You're looking for more results? Yeah. The Irish uh, women have been playing against South Africa and Germany and some under-21 games and all sorts of things happening there in Stellenbosch uh, from the 19th to the 28th. Three test matches. Uh, Ireland 1-0 up over South Africa in the first, 5-1 up in the second and 2-1 in the third. In the round robin there. They weren't quite as successful the Irish uh, against the, the German ladies were also involved over there. Just the two tests between the two sides there. A 4-0 win and a 4-1 win for the Germans across the two games there. Um, what else have we got on, going on? Uh, Wales versus France. Have you got those ones up there, John? No. Women's tests happening <laughs> in Antibes. Let me oh, have that's a... been going on. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm juggling between previous and in progress at the moment because it's hard to tell. Uh, in Argentina, the Spanish women are over there playing in Mar del Plata. Uh, 2-1 win for the Argentinians, game one. Spanish 3-0 in the second. Argentina 3-1 in the third. And a 5-3 final victory in the fourth game there. All eyes on uh, on Tokyo. Uh, the men have been playing against Canada as well, Matt, at Santiago. And it was 4-2 to the Argentinians in game one and 4-1 to the Argentinian men in Game 2. A nice little warm-up before they hit the Pro League next week. And Canada, of course, will be uh, enjoying the run as well because they'll be at the Olympic Games and they'll need the competition. And some incredibly tight games in Santiago in Chile where Japan are the visitors. Uh, Four-game series, 0-1, 1-1, 1-1, 0-1. Japanese winning two and two draws. Uh, not too many celebratory moments there, John. No, at Stellenbosch in South Africa, uh, the German women are taking on the South Africans. Uh, it was a 4-1 win, four, sorry, 4-0 win uh, to the German women in the first game. Uh, still two games to go as we record this podcast. A nice little warm-up for the Germans once again for the Pro League. So those games go through to the 4th of Feb. Yep. Uh, you will be able to get the live stream through the Shoot oh, system, cool. so just look for Shoot SA on the socials. Excellent, and uh, just some upcoming events as well when the tab works. And the, uh, here we go. Argentina are taking on Japan uh, from the first today, as we speak. <laughs> you know how we record the podcast on Friday. It's, yeah, it's Saturday. Yeah, today. Argentina and Japan, the women's side of things, will be playing each other in Mar del Plata. Then we've got uh, we've got South Africa and German test matches, of course, as well. The men's indoor Pan Am Cup will, and women's indoor Pan Am Cup will be happening in Lancaster in the US. The 14 indoor matches going on there. Ah, so at Spooky Nook, I imagine, but indoor, you say? It says indoor. Well, how, should we investigate that? Not good, not, not good enough it's for... It's Argentina, uh, Canada, Trinidad and Tobago and the United States playing there. And there was one more event coming up in the near distant future. Oh, that's coming up at the end of March. So that's a little while away yet. Uh, Pro League games, they're going on. Check out the results. You go to FAH.live. You can catch all your Pro League action there. We're not going to go through it now because there's not a lot happening, but there's some things happening. It hasn't got anywhere near the hype and uh, expectation I would have from a competition. You can tell bugger all from the results as well at this stage. You have to wait till more people are played, more people. And teams have actually... A month it's in, a, mate, it, yeah, and there's it, teams it, that haven't played yeah. a game in a league. It's, a, it's early doors, and uh, we've got a lot to crack through. If we only have. there was a if only there was a, a totally pro league show that would just take care of all these sort of things. Anyway, moving on. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And Matt, you've got a list. I've, I've got, got a list. A list. Lo- uh, we apologise. Uh, we we apologise if we've missed some news <laughs> because I'm, there's so much gone on. Yeah. We've gone from nothing to, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, we can now move around and start playing some hockey again. Uh, uh, I just want to do a very quick Patreon shout out, John. 
we uh, promise as one of our uh, rewards as being a Patreon member on the top tier is to get a shout out every month. So we'll just do that. Little Patreon roll call for uh, Scott Edwards and John O'Shea and FH Umpires and Gavin Lee. Thank you so much for your ongoing and very generous support. We couldn't do this without you. If you would like to help out and support us with our hockey podcast endeavoured, we'd greatly appreciate your support. Just head to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick and check that out. We'd appreciate that. And to all of our other Patreons as well, we greatly appreciate your support too. Thank you so much. Do we need an annual general meeting to outline to the shareholders, you know, expenses and stuff like that? Yeah, that, well, let's all fly to, um, uh, let's say, Delhi. Um, we might get no, a, let's we, say we, not Delhi. We might get a hotel deal there. I'm thinking about Dubai or something like that. Well, yeah, we might get a hotel deal there as well. Okay. Just Trinidad and Pago. Uh, I'm not sure there's a Lalit there. Okay. Um, okay, let's move on to all of our little lovely talking points then, Matt. Um, can I start one? Go for it. Brunei. Brunei. Let's talk about Brunei. Good, positive hockey news story, this one, or just story. I think this is in relation to Singapore playing there, and we mentioned the results maybe two shows ago. Yep. A historic first for hockey. Brunei hosts men, their first men's and women's international hockey matches against Singapore. Did we go through those results? Yeah, yeah, we went through the results. So, uh, so, I don't, well, it's good news because Brunei are ranked 88th in the world. How are they 88th if, if, they're, if they're hosting their first international game? No, men's and women's on the same day. Right. At the same venue. Okay. But they're ranked 88th in men and 75th in women. Do you know anything much about Brunei at all? Are you uh, familiar with Brunei? Do you know uh, where it is? Uh, Middle East sort of area, isn't it? No. Oh no, isn't, isn't no, isn't it near um uh um uh, um used to be called Burma, Myanmar in that area? No. What isn't it? Well, it sort of is. It's in Southeast Asia. Yeah, yeah. It's island. Yeah, it's Myanmar-ish, isn't it? No. Anyway, look it up. Look up Bruno. Thailand. Up... Thailand off the coast. No. Well, between Sri Lanka and Thailand. No. Uh, Indian Pacific. This, see, this this shows that people sort of have an idea. Go and suss out Brunei, because I, I won't do it justice. Go and have a look at them. The old fellow, the but, old fellow used to like his horses. I know that. Well, that's it, Sultan of Brunei. Yeah. yeah, it's an island basically, but it's got a lot of oil, and it's a fairly wealthy place to a certain degree. Depends how you define wealth. Um, but but what, certainly, for a certain, certain percentage of the population. I'm not, see, I don't want to go into those sort of areas, Matt. Hockey is developing in Brunei. It's a very small pay, place with a very limited population and it's 88th in the world in hockey. Well done. Congratulations. They're obviously doing something right. I mean, they're, they're obviously beating the teams and, and are competitive at the level that they play hockey at and the next stage will be starting to move up that ranking. But for a place the size of Brunei to be 88th in the world, I think is worth, or 75th in women's, which is even better, congratulations. Yeah. You looked at any board members from anywhere recently? No. No? No. Nor have I, but I'm just, you know, I'm just asking maybe we should look at that before we... But I'll tell you what, it's it's a good place at hockey. Fantastic. It's a whole Oh, Fantastic. And it helps spread the game in Southeast Asia. Wherever we're playing the game and expanding and improving and building, and and uh, it's it's just it's all positive for the sport, isn't it? The, the wider, and if the, the Sultan wants to fly us up there to help promote hockey, we've been been asking it. Look. We've been looking out for a multi-millionaire. Get him. Can, he can go on the special two million dollar year oh, category. A new it? tier. A, a new, new higher tier. tier. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. Patreon.com. Should we call it the six, six zero tier? Can we call it that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move. No, I just wanted to get something happy and okay, good no, about that's hockey good. off that's the it. start. Yeah, we're back to a positive show again. Yeah, exactly. Give us more positive I'll news. give you some positives. We're smashing it on the socials at the oh, moment. No. Absolutely oh, smashing it. Hashtag go higher post. It's not about uh, us. Anyway. You better do that. Um, smashing it on the social, which, um, which, so I think there might be a few new people listening to this episode. Um, 
do we apologise now, or do we do we just what, say what? Em, em, embrace it? This is what the this is what it's this is what it's all about. Quite we hopefully. kind of bound, no, just the show in general, the reverse stick. It's what it is. It is what it is. It's two blokes in a shed once a week giving up their time and energy to talk about hockey. Um, Malaysia. What's what's going on in Malaysia? Well, there's a few and things. There's some political stuff that you've got. I have indeed. Now, a post has appeared on... Um, can you say that word again? Malaysian sports. Malaysian sports, yes. Satwat <laughs> Dali... Satwat Daliwa. Da- Daliwa. Okay, it's a, it's a blog Daliwa. on there. It's from Kakat1. Um, on the 24th of January this year. And it's in reversion to Ashman Academy. What's going on? Now, I don't know much about Ashman Academy. Uh, according to uh, this particular statement, the purpose of setting up the academy was to provide a venue as well as an avenue to train hockey officials, be it in umpiring, coaching, technical, as well as players in order to enhance their knowledge. So I take it the as well as players meant in order in relation to the rules and how umpiring Yeah, to educa- educate, educate the players. players about yeah, yeah, umpiring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it would be an academy that will spread its wings all over Asia to improve the standard of the sport to match, if not better, than other continents. Uh, it was a contribution His Royal Highness, the late Sultan Aslan Shah, was so passionate about and deeply rooted love for the sport was second to none. Okay, now this was a body that was to be managed with a register of companies in Malaysia. A register, a check with this register um, named the directors of this particular company and then asked certain questions about what was going on. There's a lot of governance issues going on with certain people. Um, but basically, uh, there seems to be some question about the propriety of of this academy in launching coaching and ump or umpiring courses and uh, there's all sorts with all sorts hunt, of stuff about know, hotels um, in there. Why why are these people staying in hotels to attend a course there when there's accommodation there on site and yeah, there's all sorts of strange things going on there. Um, Weird the, stuff. You can check out sswdhaliwal.com. M-Y. See, I'm not I fair enough with, with of Malaysian hockey to understand this idea of the separate hockey academies. I, I understand coaching, you know, clinic academies, that sort of stuff. But this seems to be at a different thing than well, it's you know, very, the Jamie Dwyer clinics or something like well, no, that. It's a very regional game there, in, isn't it, in Malaysia? And there are individual bodies that are... Um, constantly fighting for power. We've seen things fairly recently from elections. Uh, there's a, I, I actually sent you the link for uh, the advertisement for the um, women's coaching job. Which you did. Was a, a, a very loosely worded uh, document. Um, and you look at the league there at the moment. Um, the well, I, I know of a player that was. Um, Suspended for one game because of speaking to the press about some of the rough play against their particular team. This is a, um, a foreign import into the league. Uh, I don't, there's lots of strange things going on there. The sacking of all of the, the coaches and getting them to rehire and uh, who knows? Well, there's there's, there's, lots, there's lots of unrest and there's strange things going on. There should certainly be a directive about which end of a stretcher a bloke's head belongs. Well, to. this is it, and don't let don't let his arms flop over the side. Well, and in fact, well, that was the game between UniKL and uh, Maybank, and and nobody else really got. But I, I pointed it out to a couple of people. Um, the player ended up on the deck for seemingly no reason at all, um, but I didn't know if it might have been one of these off the ball incidents that have been quite prevalent. Uh, in the competition so far and there has been comment from the Malaysian Hockey Confederation saying they're going to crack down on it and, t- and pay more attention to it they seem more intent on paying attention to those players that are, are shouting out about the uh, mistreatment and, and banning them for speaking to the press well I think uh, the particular gentleman you're talking about who ended up on the stretcher I think in the end that he oh. pulled a heartstring didn't he and so off he went got and within two minutes, he was running back on the field, and the umpire turned around and carded him, and he was back on the bench again. <laughs> Look, we'll have to try and find out more about what's going on in Malaysia, because there was a time, very recently, where 
Malaysia was seen as a real rising light, and and the, they've got a professional league going there. You know, players are going so there. much, There's, so much going seem for them. To be, yeah, and yet, broadcast uh, interest, quality broadcast yeah. interest, fan interest. A, pro- a professional the league that they've got international players coming into who are getting paid good money to go and play for five or six weeks there. So there's money in the system there, but it seems like there's lots of underlying issues happening at the same time. Maybe they're, maybe they're just growing pains, Matt. Maybe it's just growing pains. Or maybe it's symptomatic. Hello, I'm Nick Irvin, and you're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. You are indeed with the Global Hockey Podcast, the reverse stick. Oh, there was a whistle at the end of that. Um, what else have we got here, mate? Let's keep going through the list. We talked about them. Bussing kids into games. Bussing kids into games. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Because I, 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 I would rather, I, I would rather I'm see, so I would by. rather see a stadium full of kids who've got in for free. Um, than not see a full stadium whatsoever. Yeah, see, I, I cannot disagree with that, sta- that and statement. And there's nobody, there's no adult in the stadium would begrudge kids getting free tickets to go in and oh, go, well, no, hang no, on, no. I spent 20 well, bucks, 30 bucks, 50 euros, whatever to be here, and these kids get in for free, that's not an issue, is it? And that's why so, it's such so why would you not sell. want the stands, stands so, full? And that's why it's so easy to make as a positive and it's so easy to agree with because it's obviously right. Yes, Yes, do that. But there's also some other messages there as well, don't you think? Oh, uh, yeah, we can't fill a stadium. Yep, that's one of them. Um, and it's you see, I was one of those kids that was bused to a game. Yeah. Uh, and that was at 1979. We've talked about it before, tournament in Perth. And they have buses. Then. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had to leave our horses at school. They yeah. were tied up at school. Um, but we, you know, we were brought along as a school group. I, I was already playing hockey by that stage. I'd been playing for a couple of years by the time that happened. Yeah. But we went to the, that that tournament and we're exposed to that, that level. So I get that. I, I get why it is a good idea. But at the same time, uh, we didn't get bust to an AFL State of Origin game or... We we didn't get if you know so so no, hockey was trying harder hockey no but no one get no school kids get bust to an NFL game no school kids get bust to a, a, an FA Premier League game yeah to fill the stands to, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. view an encounter yeah, or, yeah. A match. or no. just do you know that that doesn't no no, no they get like kids will get bust to Premier League or any football clubs to go into a tour of the ground. Yeah, but they don't get bust to a game. That's no. what I'm getting at. And I came up with this theory. Okay. Because when I was a kid, we played hockey at school. Yep. Not that there was organised, and there was in fact in Perth an organised school league for hockey at um, at primary school level. Um, take to the game to the schools. Don't take schools to the game. Mm-hmm. Or as opposed to not taking schools to the game, is that an idea that we should be thinking no, more well, about? No, no, no. I think both. I think both are valid. Take, take yeah, the that's, that's schools, part take, of the... take the schools to the game. That they are both valid. Yeah. But if you if you do, if you've done one one of them long enough ago, that happened. The then, other one then, will happen. Then, then the, the other one doesn't happen. You don't have to take the, the schools to the game. Exactly because yeah, yeah. the you games take the, the you, you take the game to the schools. Eventually, you don't have to take the schools to the game. Exactly. I think we did it. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's a valid idea that we should be talking more about in hockey. Should try to get hockey into schools more if we can. Anyway, just um, an idea. I see Ray Smith doing really well with hockey in the city. Loads and loads of sort of programs and all that sort of stuff happening there at the moment, which is great to see. Um, Games off at the moment. We didn't mention the up, upcoming Pro League oh, games, but oh, coronavirus yeah. is, uh, virus has uh, taken its toll on the visit of Belgium to China. Hey, well, you've taken a hit, haven't you? So there's 
Oh, work-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, in, yeah inbound yeah, international yeah. tourists with some of the things that I do. And not tourist students thing. coming in. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to make light of this shut, at all. Shut, shut down. Up to the, it's a, it's I a, saw Contagion. Guess what? They, they, they threw that on TV last uh, about three or four nights ago. That's a, and a couple more of those style movies have made their way miraculously into the TV programming in the last two weeks. You know, all that stuff about... Yeah. yeah. But it's worthwhile worrying about... I heard, Don't a, fear it. I heard an incredible conversation today in a well-known fast food outlet, um, between a grandfather and his grandchildren saying, uh, go, go and wash, go and wash your hands before you eat, otherwise you'll get coronavirus. <laughs> I am not joking. That's brilliant. <laughs> um, but what does that mean by, for points distribution? Is that three points apiece? Over the two Haven't games. Haven't looked into it, just heard about it. No. Don't know. No, no, we talked about it last week. It's three points apiece, isn't it? For for both games being unable to be played. So they both walk away with three points each in, on the Pro League ladder. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, we've got we've got We've got the uh, Indian men's, senior men's A division taking place. A couple of days left on that. Still no streaming on that. Lots of streaming oh. on the women's B division happening. Yeah. Um, and uh, there'll be great solace taken by all of the players in the women's competition there to have such large images of Dr. Batra looking over them as they're playing. <laughs> I tell you, mate. They are some mega banners. I don't know where, how do you get a print of that big to pr- do a print of that size? If uh, he gets any bigger, he's going to start marauding through cities. Tell you a, what. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a bit yeah, and I could just see it at the Olympic Games. It's going to get to Tokyo, and Dr. Batra, a huge Batra. Like the Trump, like the Trump blimp. Did you, see, did you see that Trump blimp year yeah. or so ago in, in England? Yeah. And you know what happens when you Dr. turn up? Kuku. Yeah, you, we're in Japan with a giant monster. They'd you? love it. Godzilla. He's mm. going to just come bursting out of the middle of the Olympic Stadium and take on the giant Batra. That would be fantastic. Bat- almost a, can you? Well, no, 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 but this is, here we have a plot for a movie. This is, we a, do. this is a Bollywood come, um, what do they call oh. the Japanese monster movie? There'll be, the there'll be a musical it. scene where everybody's running away from the falling rubble and yeah. they'll stop to do a big musical about people okay, running away from the rubble. Put your arms down, rubble. you look silly. I'm just doing, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm no, trying no, to no, dance. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a, it's a podcast. Okay. Um, but you get what Batra is go. a good name for a, a, a monster in a Godzilla movie, isn't it? No, no, no. Because no. no, there's like Godra. Just shush. like no. Here no, no, no. You, do you remember all the Godzilla versus the Cuckoo? <laughs> you know who saves the day? Right, well, Batman. Whilst, um, let's whilst, move on, shall we? Whilst we're in India, um, a huge congratulations to Rani Rampal, the. Uh, What's it called? The World Hockey... World Games. The World Games Athlete Athlete of the the Year. year. World Games Athlete... What is the World Games? If you are not on social media, good on you. I thought you were saying social media. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you. If you are. Because if if you follow any kind of hockey feed, this has been pretty dominant. We did speak a little bit about it on the last episode, episode 9 of Push Past Pundits. Don't forget to check out pushpastpundits.com, hashtag the Indian Hockey Podcast. Oh, that was a serious conversation. It was. Um, Okay. Yes, but um, I I guess congratulations. Almost 200,000 votes in the, what's it called? The, the World, world games. games. Now, what Athlete are the, the what year. are the World Games, John? They're the non-Olympics, aren't they? They're all the sports that want to get into the Olympics that aren't in the Olympics. So they have their own the World Games. So we're talking about floorball. We're talking about check this out, fistball. Um, <laughs> That's a I'm, I'm t- honestly, uh, powerlifting. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of niche sports within there, and. Uh, it's interesting that hockey somehow fits into the the niche sports. I'm not taking anything away from Rani from garnering enough votes from her compatriots to get her over the line. Um, apparently, it was a quite dominant victory. Uh, as votes go, I think the World Games got about 30 followers on Twitter. Uh, based in Lausanne, though, which is always handy. Um. <laughs> based in Lausanne? Are you kidding me? They're based in Lausanne. Oh, it's it's a funny thing with awards. 
because as soon as you say you're giving someone an award, you think, you can't diss it, can you? It's a bit like bussing kids to a game of hockey. That You can't diss it. But, we, I, but I just, I get a sense of, oh, well done hockey, well done women, well done <laughs> Indians, well done Indian women playing hockey, just... Uh, She's a fantastic player. She, she's an, she she's an, an, an icon yeah. within India. I don't know how much this award adds value to her brand. I think she gets a plaque and a gift from from one of the the, the, the sponsors of of the award. Well, um, it, it's it's hard to get a gauge on it when um, when the first you know about it is talking to other Indians who are taking the Mickey out of it. Well, uh, and that's exactly how it came well, across. That, that, for, for, for you, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the first I knew about it was Ryan asking for us to vote for her. Oh, did she? Uh, and then, and oh, then, was that on uh, social media. On social media, and oh, then, okay. and then, no but then that, you know, galvanised other people retweeting, reposting, blah, 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 blah. And that love and support is amazing. That's mm. fantastic that you can get 200,000 people to vote for a, a hockey player in anything. Oh, I don't know. Sam Quek probably got more in I'm a Celebrity get, a, get Me Out of Here. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean. It's very well... Yeah, look, it's it's another one of those in, you're on a no-win to criticising, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah, there's no yeah. real criticism, but no. you can wonder about it. There's yeah. another... Well, let's, let's call this ne- the completed next, episode. Next next uh, World Games, I think, is in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, really? Not... West Midlands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's going to be more no, than that's, that's but, and less but that's, Osborne. No, but no, that's where the next, uh, yeah, that's, that's where <laughs> yeah. the uh, next Commonwealth Games is, of course. Birmingham. In Birmingham. In, in America. In Birmingham. Oh, yeah. You're, you're going to love it. Well, I'm, heading ba- I'm, I'm hoping there, to be so. heading back over there. So, John O'Shea, watch out. I'm taking you for a pint, I think. Yeah, probably no. We, yeah. we deserve to buy more than just one pint, we, just quietly. We, we do. Okay, well, I, you know, I've got written down in my little list here. What have you got written down in your little I've list, got, there, John? Um, stats. Okay. Hockey stats. We've yeah. got to, we've got to start this conversation and uh, agitation. F- no, FIH have got a stats man. Uh, Vic, is it? Yeah, I but I think hockey needs to revamp the way it does stats and what stats it takes and, and how it does stats. Oh, the uh, whole look, works in stats. Well, in, in game. In game. So we've um, got we've got the template that's there on the RT site, um, tms.fih.ch yeah, sure on that platform. But I'm, no, 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 talking, but I'm talking a platform more like um, uh, the cricket one. Cricket info. I'm talking about the whole rejig, the whole way we think about the game and how we present it. And um, stats in the modern game should include things such as tackles, the most underrated skill in the game is you, a tackle. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you even get some volunteers for that, John? Oh yeah, that's right. Because we're not a professional sport, are we? on volunteers to do everything in the game. Damn it, Matt. You always find a way to burst my bubble. Sorry. Tackles. Yep. Underrated, point one. Stats. Needed, point two. We should have it happen as a community. Agitate, agitate. Stats. What are we going to do? How are we going to raise the money? Are we going to bet more on the game that, so that these that's, well, that's stats right. become that's relevant? The only, Is that the, how it happens? That's the only way it happens. It's, okay. it's 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 money driven but we from should, the, bet, the betting angle. We and then, should have so the, if we want to get non hockey people involved in our sport, then it needs to be something that you can have a punt on. But and, that's, and that's in marginal current, sections through through it. That's that's might be for current stats on games, but I'm also thinking that the other stats that we need, the historical stats about when and where games were played and who played in them and all those sorts of things, at least at the international level, has to be the responsibility of the FIH. There's, some no, way, there's so some great... It has to be there, but where is it? No, well, here's the thing. There is some great stuff out there, but my example this week is I found this beautiful old black and white photo of a, what I thought to be an Australia... No, no, let me finish. Yeah. Australia versus New Zealand in this international game. I looked at... Um, the kind of era that it would have come in, like 40s, 50s, that sort of thing, 
went to New Zealand website, international games played in New Zealand at that time, because I knew it was in Dunedin, there's a little stamp of that on the back, I found that straight away, 1948, played in Dunedin, that's the game from that photo. Excellent. They had that there on the New, on the New Zealand website. You couldn't get the team lists on there. You, you, I then followed it up on Hockey Australia after that. You can find uh, team lists for certain certain eras, certain years. Yeah. You definitely get the goal scorers, you get the results. That information's there separately there. Whether that's all brought together... Well, that's, what, that's the sort of stuff I'm talking about that needs to be con- collated and put in that Crick Info, yeah. Wisdom style. Yeah. Um, Search your player name. Yeah. This is when they play. This That's is how many games they play. Yeah. yeah. But that style database, the game needs that. It really does need it. Um, I think FIH are trying to get there, but yeah. it, but to get Once individual again, snippets of info, you like to say, it's, it's, but it's really hard. You can drill down and find out what games people played but it's not something that automatically flashes up with their name. You, you can search your player name. It will give you a little link to their name, and then you've got to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like you say, it's not, it doesn't just sort of flash up in no, front of you. But And it needs to be in that sort of friendly, searchable database style of something like yeah, Kinfo, yeah. as opposed to the much difficult method we have of dealing with those things these days. Okay, I've got that one. I'll scratch that one off. Your turn. Um, transfer news. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's transfer news or not. I saw a little uh, tweet from Clint Flicker. Oh, my God. Um, something along the lines of, um, can't really say anything at the moment, um, but I am partial to a Kolsch, and little gem flag emoji, a beer emoji, a red ball and a white ball next to it, or circle, you know, next, next to it on there. So I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Um, what that means at all. Um, or in other transfer news, apparently Vincent Van Asch and Mink van der Veerden are heading to Rottweiss Köln in Germany. Uh, I think we're going to expect to see a lot of moves around Europe post-Tokyo. I hear there's lots of positioning happening with some of the top European clubs looking to sign up to 12 of the Kookaburras, um, according to a, uh, an article in The Australian from Simon Orchard at the weekend. So uh, the cash is being flashed around and uh, maybe it's all eyes on Euro Hockey League, not this time around, in 2021. Good. Well, it's good to see some money moving in the game. It's good to see players being able to do that. Um, yeah, it should be more of it. We should be enticing. We should have a league here in this country. Where we're enticing those uh, European players. Well, I, I players think potentially that's, that's the plan with Hockey One. If the, if some strength <laughs> happens with it, and uh, we attract the sponsors, and more importantly, we attract the viewers it, to attract the sponsors. It, yeah, but the problem problem with this is it's still being run through stadium so, associations. Yeah, you got to start. No, no, you got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's what well, we, it's what we've got, isn't it? Anyway. That's another conversation we're not going to have right now, but good luck to any players looking around to make a bit of money out of the game. In England, Jaffa Super Sixes uh, happens this weekend. The oh, finals really? oh, cool. at the Copper Box Arena in the women's. We've got two semi-finals back-to-back starting at 10.30 in the morning. East Grinstead versus Buckingham. That young side that uh, did so well last year. And Bowden Hightown versus Sutton Coalfield. I wonder if Jane Six Smith will be playing for the Mighty Pinks this time around. And in the men's semis, we've got Surbiton versus Near Neighbours Wimbledon and East Grinstead versus Holcombe. Those uh, semi-finals will go into the finals. Those games are being shown on the BBC. I think on the Excellent. BBC streaming. Streaming, yes. It's whether you. Uh, it might be an open stream. I have found that we haven't had the geo blocks before on things like hockey through the BBC okay. site. So hopefully you might get your eyes, just get onto BBC Sport and uh, check out hockey there. That's on Sunday the 2nd. Irish finals also on Sunday the 2nd. We were going to speak to Rob Abbott. Um, I don't know if he's playing for Railway in the finals. He's, he's either, he'll either be playing or umpiring and doing, doing something. We'll catch up with Rob a little bit more on his uh, fascinating, lot, fascinating yeah, hockey yeah. Uh, calendar that he's got there. Um, but yeah, you can check that out. That's on the Irish. Uh, oh, I haven't got the link. Check out the Hockey Live. 
at the Hockey Live on Twitter and the Hockey Live on Facebook. We'll post the links for the Irish Hockey Finals happening on Sunday. Also, you're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Uh, how are you going with the broadcast of the Pro League there, mate? Uh, frustrating. It was nice to have Charlie on the comms the other day. Yep, pretty good. Difficult nice job weekend. for them, mate. Look, it's it's bad enough having to <laughs> don't, talk, don't talk about the atmosphere in the stadium when you're not no, in no. the stadium. That, yeah, sorry, yeah, that's yeah, just, yeah. just annoys me. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's tough, tough enough. It's tough from Stockholm. It's a tough, well, it's a tough gig doing it by yourself. My biggest issue with it... Yeah, even if you pitch side. Even if you pitch side. To do it by yourself is a tough, tough gig. Now, adding to that, the the being... Not not in the shed out the back of the venue, but in like on another continent. Um, the, the issues involved there just don't make it easy to commentate. No. And I must admit, they're getting better as they go, but it's still just... Uh, it, it's, it's quite obviously a delay sometimes. <laughs> and, and it's nothing against the people that do it. For mine, it's nothing against the people that are doing it. It is a really, really tough gig. And you know what? At the back of our minds, because we know, makes it probably more noticeable to us yeah. that that's what's going on. Oh. And let's it's face sa- it, we're complete nuffies, well. mate. Oh, I'll guarantee you that 98% of the audience that watches those telecasts isn't listening to it in the same way that we listen to it. But the, and I, that's unfair on the commentators. But I think um, Bernard from South, South Pass mentioned about, you know, how in, in, was it in a private conversation, yeah. but, but who, who's actually watching these games? What are the numbers like on these games? And if you look at the social media accounts, particularly Twitter... Well, as I said, you know, we're one ninety-eight percent There's yeah, but, two of us. But look at how many people are liking live game tweets from national teams on Twitter, you're looking at one or two likes per tweet at times, and you think, is that the kind of engagement? Look at another sport, look at a big sport, and I won't name any sport, but it's you've got yeah. fifty-five to 5,000 engagements with, with those, and we get two or three engagements with it. Um, the number, there, was, there was a debate on between a couple of accounts the other day about the actual number of people playing the game and then playing the game in the UK in particular yeah. um, and someone was of the view there was a, a million people playing the, the game in the UK and I know in Australia we look at a sort of a 0.1% of the of population is kind of what your your hockey numbers are um, so there's a million playing in the UK fair play <laughs> just, just keep on growing that just got to make sure uh you're getting, getting your stats right. That, that opens up a whole other can of worms to think about those numbers because, uh, you know, you do the same. I think it was opposed to like 49,000 playing in Belgium or something. Well, you, you get, um, you start doing figures on things in this country and because we're like a little test lab that goes on down here and we've got two, two sports that um, at the same time of the year competing against each other support rival billion dollar television yeah. rights deals. Well, there, there was a quote from Matt so, Favier in, in, in Simon Orchard's article saying that this is probably the most competitive sports market in the world to engage, mm. engage people in. Um, because it, Because it's a sports mad nation, but with a relatively small population of glo- on, on global standards, anything, and I, and I say this when, I, when people come to the country yeah. to move here, we're gonna, any sport you want to do here, you can do it. That's right. There's nothing because of the environment, outdoor lifestyle, but also you want to go and ski. You can go, you can ski here. You can it's it's yeah. anything that you want to do, you can do here. And, and so because of that, it's so crowded. You Every know, niche sport that you can think of, you can play it. We have a national ice hockey league. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. The country of drought and bushfires. We have a baseball? national national baseball league. National ba- do we have with hockey? Hockey one. Well, yeah. That happens no, we, we've weeks. always had the state championships because yeah. that's been but, you know. You the, know, they're they're, they're yeah, professional so. clubs. You can guarantee the blokes playing in the national ice hockey league and the national baseball league nah. are getting paid a lot more than the blokes playing in. No, the hockey I league. don't know. No, there'll be some guys in baseball really? that would be. No, but it's it's more about. 
um, a bit of a breeding ground, the ones that then go off and go and play um, in the oh, States. I think you'd be very surprised, mate. Nah. Oh, I bet you the baseballs get paid more than the I don't reckon. players I don't, do. I don't reckon. I don't reckon. We're going to look into it. We'll, we'll argue with that one. We'll, uh, you know who I we reckon, need to ask? Well, I reckon. You know who we need to ask? What? Shane Tonkin. Who? Shane Tonkin. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Know yeah, that former Shane, hockey. if you're listening. Baseball, hockey, baseball. Yeah. With a daughter playing hockey. Yeah. Um, next. Here's an idea for you. Okay. Brisbane Hockey put out a post looking for teams to play a grass hockey mm. competition on Saturday afternoons. Now, that, a, that's never, that's never, what a revelation. That's never left here in, in Western Australia. There's always been a, a continued grass, certainly in the metro area, in the city area in Perth, a, um, a grass competition on Saturday afternoons. But we know that in a lot of other states and a lot of other cities, that's disappeared and the only hockey that's played is on AstroTurf, artificial turf. And uh, it's 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 interesting for us to to witness going. Hang on, maybe we should start up a grass hockey league. Now, what a novel idea! I think it, uh, the advent of turf, one of the not foreseen side effects, and perhaps not even still recognised, has been the disappearance of Saturday afternoon club hockey, and the destruction of club fabric because yep. of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and until the game realises how devastating that has been, it's going to have a hard time trying to make itself into the beast it wants to be, financial beast it wants to be. Yeah. Um, and, and it's sad. You know, clubs are fractured by the fact that teams are playing all over the place at all different times. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or with some regional areas, all through the day, from 11am till 7pm at night. And the people that are playing at 11am, they ain't hanging around to watch the team at 7pm. No, that, that's right. And uh, it, it used to be, when I was playing juniors, that every game happened at 1.45 or, or 3.30. And that was... Juniors, um, admittedly, I think we were still separate men's and women's associations, so I can't talk for the women's associations, but it was all Saturday afternoon, 1.45, 3.30, juniors, seniors. And a lot of the women's, I think, was played at the same time. Well, I had that revelation when Alec from Field Hockey Labour was in talking about some of the European stuff that it's, on, it's only the top-level stuff which is happening on the Sunday and all the club stuff happens on the Saturday. Um, or vice versa in, in, in different places, but there's a genuine focus on club, 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 yeah, and then go and support your your top teams, and but you have the opportunity to do that because it happens at the same time every week. Yep, and and there's a lot I think that we need to do about the way we fixture our hockey, and and you know, turf is important. We've had this discussion. Don't get me wrong, I'm not anti-turf, but I think. Um, the, the focus on having a turf and just everybody playing turf yeah. has really hurt the structure and the way that our hockey clubs should work. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no, don't, don't press the button. Yeah, but Ernst made the point, you know, it was all linked into, I put the post out about at Hockey Australia, look at the crowds in Sydney, this is terrible, let's take it to a regional area or yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Oh, that's right. Which yeah. then sparked a, a, a wider conversation uh, around club hockey and Ernst made the point, as he always does, we've got to build the roots first and, and then we'll get the strength for everything else. And, and he's not wrong. Um, I think the bigger, and I, and I mentioned this, the, the bigger issue is is that even though we've got those roots there and we might have a really strong club, how do we get the, those people looking at the top end of the game? How do we make them fans of international hockey, make them want to buy a ticket to go and watch a pro league game rather than have empty stands? And how do you sell that to the... To, it doesn't matter how good the game is. If there's no atmosphere around the field, how do you sell that to a, a non-hockey-loving sports fan? You can't do it. Where's the excitement? Well, I think the first part of that needs to be answered first before we move on to any other issues you raised in your question and that is about international hockey 
And it's too, um, too many games make well, them special. Yeah, mate, well, that's part of it. But the the truly professional level of hockey should be at club level. Yeah. And that's not at the international level. The international level should be the icing on the cake. Uh, in that sort of metaphor, and but there's so much money taken out of the game to go towards the top end to uh, service the Olympic dream, the pro um, league, the top top end of things. No, national associations um, drain out of the state associations, or from the government grants that could be going to the state associations to pay for these expensive tournaments. To, well, p- to pay for this uh, higher level that we shouldn't really have to be paying for. Uh, look, the fees go up and up and up and up. The fees to Hockey Australia, to national associations, wherever you are in the world, they go up and up and up because the costs go up, don't they? For this yeah. uh, for uh, elite top level that is, is totally disconnected from a lot of people that play the game. The grassroots is where people... It's and the don't, don't of the forget sport. that the people that are being asked to, that the players, men and women, that are being asked to compete at that level, aren't necessarily the ones where all those uh, that money now money is going to. No, now, no, resor- no, no, no. Resources is in the in the form of you know coaches and trainers and advisors and all that sort of stuff and medical people, what have you. Thierry would be one of the best people paid in hockey. Yeah, but uh, um, it would be. It's not that Thierry gets paid that. Is Infantino at FIFA paid more than Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, that's more the argument we're getting at. And that, you know, take the example of, say, an Australian. If you're playing in the Pro League now, or looking as an Australian player, or looking to be involved in the Olympics this year, you've been told, A, you can't have a job, you've got to be concentrating on hockey, so you're not allowed that income stream. Yeah. You're then getting what, three hundred bucks a week on some it's AIS about, grant. Thirty about thirty five, thirty six thousand dollars. Which is a bare minimum Aussie dollars. It's very bare minimum wage in this country at this moment with given our standard of living costs. Okay. And the rough kind of figure um talked about for five, six months playing in Europe around twenty five thousand. And I don't know I don't know if that's okay. Aussie or US. I, I, probably US I should think, but you know. And then on on top of that, uh, you get no superannuation, which is guaranteed to every worker in the country by legislation. But not if you're a, a, an Olympic hockey player who's been told they can't have a job or, or, or self-employed, mate. Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, you know, that, that's sort of mountains we're climbing up against. Yeah, uh, it's mate, it's a bit sad, really. Think about it. Why are we in this position given the fact that we're always being told how popular the sport is and how much engagement it has and blah, blah, blah. Do you think like Pro League seems to be a roll of the dice and nobody involved in it at a playing or coaching or management level seems to believe there's any importance to it? It's a secondary well, competition. Well, there was last year because form part of the Olympic qualifiers. It was by default made to mean something to people. Yeah. But and this year we're in in an Olympic year we're being sort of we're starting to see that it exactly that it doesn't really have a place. Well for the I fact mean, for the fact that the, the format has changed for the second year and we don't have the finals format because it's an Olympic year. Well how convinced are we about the strength of this product? Well, that's that's enough. There's so many arguments, mate. You're not going to get. Let's move on to a couple of other things. Do you want to go into the, oh, a, no, while we're still no, with the AG, AGM resolution in England hockey? No, nah, no, no. leave that to you guys. Let me just say one thing uh, about broadcasts and stuff. There's been some uh, criticism of the quality, and we've been involved with some of that criticism. And the, the games you, you, from Spain. You, you have, yeah. Uh, yeah, the games from Spain. Bless Spain for their efforts. They. They're doing, making... In we know what they're trying to do with the, yeah. the timing of the games on Love a Friday. It. And all the rest of it. But God damn, the white ball on that blue turf in the sunshine. It's just a terrible television spectacle. 
Uh, even the bloke at uh, I, I can't even tell who was commentating that particular game. Uh, Netherlands, Spain, first one. Uh, whoever it was, well done. You, you did a terrific job considering, especially when the ball goes in the shadow on that far side, which you alluded to during the commentary. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just hockey how, under lights. How, if you're going to play it on that blue turf, you've got to put it under lights. Miss some more advertising opportunities there as well with the, probably the lengthiest video referral of the competition so far. And, uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I've got to say, Matt, look, one of the reasons uh, we didn't go ahead with the Totally Pro League this year was because of the time factor taken up and you need to watch all the games and all that sort of stuff. And um, that just wasn't going to be possible for me to do. I wasn't going to be able to watch all the games and do everything else and work and all that sort of stuff. Um, but what I have managed to do yeah. is uh, I know how important it is for television figures and, and viewing figures for the sport. So I'll just flick in the old uh, KO on and um, let the games play, even if I could actually sit here and watch them. I did exactly the same thing. Oh, did I did it on some Facebook and some YouTube <laughs> yeah. stuff the other day. Do it, folks. <laughs> do it. Just just ch- it doesn't you got to do something else doesn't matter That's just it. chuck it on it's, it's zero yeah zero up. bandwidth but the longer you watch on the same channel facebook on youtube yeah, even on fih.live if, just, if anybody watches just that just get them viewing figures up because yeah. the higher we can get our viewing figures up and the more these television executives start thinking oh there's some money oh, that will help to um get a better coverage for us all if they think we're watching they'll do better at it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, if and I do watch. Like I watched that game in replay, the Spain um, Holland game today. Yeah. So I do watch sometimes, but I make a point of if I'm going to be out or if I have to do something else, of making sure that it's at least going and registering as a viewer. Use your bandwidth wisely, don't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help. It still buffers every 15 seconds. Oh, don't. <laughs> Honestly. And in the bloody shootouts, that's oh, the most mate. annoying thing. You get to the, well, the last hey, 30 we're seconds paid, of play. We're on a paid subscription too. So it's not like it's some, uh, you know. I keep questioning, going, oh, is it, is it my, sir? Is it my internet service? Though? No. Is that what the problem is? And I do it on the phone and it's like, oh, no, it's on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you tried to grab a clip of uh, an incident, didn't you? Yeah, we'll get on to that incident at, in another episode, a bit later on down the lane with uh, Keely Dunn, hopefully. Keely, hello. Um, yeah, I'll try to get oh, a Keely's clip off. keen to come on and yeah, do yeah, a bit, yeah, of, yeah, bit, yeah. Of, bit of umpiring chat. Just, you know, basically what happens is she listens to the show, hears us talk about umpiring, and goes, oh, God, I need to handle those no, guys. That's what they're talking about. Um, so maybe there'll be some and, uh, and hashtag FHU coming up. We do need to discuss rules amongst players, you know, that doesn't and umpires. We all need to discuss rules more, and that would help everybody's uh, situation, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. So but did. going back to what we were talking about before you said... Oh, I just want to say something. Uh, thanks, Alan, for your support. Um, appreciate your uh, support over the past couple of months. Just drop that in. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Keep listening. You... Uh, um, Qualifying criteria for African Cup of Nations. Uh, you can go Is and it? check that out. Um, in previous editions, nations participated in the event by virtue of their position in the rankings, thus locking out a n- number of participants. There's now going to be some qualifiers that are going to take place there, which is, means Kenya will have to take part in a qualifying process for their sides to be involved there. Uh, newly introduced continental qualification seen regions divided into three with Kenya drawn in the North East Africa region alongside Burundi, Libya, Seychelles, Sudan, Tanzania and Uganda for the qualifiers. Northwest region, Algeria, Burkina Faso, Cameroon, Nigeria, Sierra Leone and Togo and Botswana, Malawi, Mauritius, Namibia, Swaziland, Zambia and, and Zimbabwe are in the Central South region. Uh, so they'll join South Africa and uh, work it all out there. Got anything more, mate? Oh, equally amazing umpires this weekend. Oh yeah, men yeah. and women, women both uh, officiating the two, the four international games with, involving New Zealand at the weekend. Great to see. And hello to Tammy, who's over there as uh, oh yeah as Techie. Hi Tam. Uh, reverse stick guys. That's what we're known at the, the FIH. Is it? 
H F I H you're listening uh, if you're on iTunes or a platform that you can leave us a review please do jump on there five stars we love the show there's nothing gone on iTunes since 2018 John really That's, that was the 15 that I put on there have a great hockey weekend folks or hockey week enjoy whatever hockey you happen to get your eyes upon we'll see you soon speak to you soon oh yeah won't see you you don't want to see us trust <laughs> hey Ray. hey um Matt, I'm just going through um, the Reversity Corporation accounts here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, yeah, I've got the Patreon statistics here. Look, I'm, I'm just going through some of these invoices. <laughs> um, now, I've got Charlie, Nick, um, Simon down. Okay, so how many reverse sticks did we get out of um, Charlie last week? Oh, the four. Four, yeah, so that's twenty. Four. Okay, um, and I'm just thinking. Did no, the, Nick give us? I'm not sure Nick gave us any. Yeah, right? it was three from Nick. Okay, yeah, three. Yeah. So we got three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm, so I'm He's always good for six anyway. I just okay, put him down we'll for anyway. Put, he'll expect that invoice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, the payment. He'll expect this payment. Yeah. We'll um, who else have we got? Who else have we? Because um, we copped three today. Who was copped I don't know. Oh. Today, it's one of those English voices, wasn't it? Is it Michael? It was Michael. Know. It could have been Michael. Yeah, we'll put him down for four. Put him down for four. Okay. Uh, we need more patrons, mate. Because uh, I tell you what, the rate those blokes charge, we got no hope. Okay. All right. Patreon.com/slash/the reverse stick. Help us, please.